Network. Welcome to another episode of VT Network. I'm your host, Deadman, and with me, as always, the only person that Wesley Snipes will not call the N-word, my brother DJ. What's up, people? Uh, Mustard was supposed to be here. We have no idea where he is. Uh, hopefully he's okay, because I haven't gotten word from him. But we're gonna, the show must go on. The show must go on. So we're, uh, we, gotta, we got some interesting stuff here, don't we? Don't we, Deej? Oh, no doubt about it. Especially the video game front. Good grief. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna, we're we have a little bit of a special theme for this month. Uh, for, for this week, uh, we're gonna try to be a little bit spoopy and talk about cool horror movie stuff and stuff like that. But I mean, if it if it works, if it doesn't work out that way, we're not worried about it. But uh, what have you been playing this week, my man? Ah, uh, when I get a chance, playing uh, some Monster Hunter Iceborne. You're still on that, huh? Yeah, it's, like, it's one of those games that, you know, it's just, it's it's one of those games that, you you know, it's like, even like a simple run can take like hours, like you have to build up, you have to get your resources, you have to plan, you have to, you know, do this, that, and the other. It, it, it asks a lot of you. Yeah, pretty much. It's, you know, it's like, you know, one good run, yeah, you know, it can take, it can take a bit of time. Well, that's that's understandable. Uh, I've been switching between Borderlands Three and uh, World War Z that came out on, on the Xbox Game Pass, and uh, oh goddamn, dude, that game is intense, in fucking tense. Let me tell you. Hmm, is it true what they say that World War Z could actually uh, be the uh, t- the next uh, Left for Dead? Oh, no, absolutely! It's Left for Dead with more customization, more people, more more storylines, so on and so forth. It's actually a really, really good game. The only I have like one complaint about it, and like it's just it needs an escape mechanic, like a roll mechanic or something. Like that's the only thing I don't like about it is that you know if you're stuck in a place, you can't roll, you can't you know dodge or push your way out. Like you have to deal with the situation. That's the only thing I really don't like about it, but everything else, it's it's actually pretty fucking good. Hmm. Wait, actual story, huh? There's there's actual stories, yeah. I mean, it's a... I, I don't know... You No, yeah, you, you're very familiar with the book, right? Mm-hmm. Well, for those of you who are not and only know about the movie, the book is actually written from a perspective of a... Uh, a, a forensic analysis report of what happened after the world uh, went to war with zombies. So there, it's not a, it's not a straightforward one one A B C D chapter. It's it's a lot of stories compiled to give to give a timeline of what happened, and it's really cool. Like for those of you who have been hesitant to pick it up or don't want to just read another zombie book, read it. It's actually not what you think it is. Uh, so that's my pl- that's my plug. It's actually written by Max Brooks, who happens to be the son of famous director Mel Brooks. So, enough said. Enough said. Yeah, really. So I guess we should start this really spoopy episode, huh? Oh yeah, Woo-hoo. yay, uh, spooky and ghost noises. Oh look, there's a black guy. Ah! <laughs> I love doing that to him. Anyways, so Blizzard has been in all sorts of fucking trouble. And I mean all sorts of trouble (laughs) because of how they handled the silencing of people of support of 
the riots going on in Hong Kong. Um, and so apparently a player named Blitz Chung came out in support of the Hong Kong protesters. And so what they did was they stripped him of his title, stripped him of his prize money, called him mean names, stole his shoelaces. They ran over his dog. They drowned his goldfish. Anything I missed? Drowned his goldfish? How could they? Monsters, bro. But Blizzard. You uh, get the finger waggle. For shame. For shame, sir. For shame. Go ahead and read that, Deej. We'll get uh, we'll get this whole thing started. Of course. After days of eternal and external protests, pressures from U.S. senators, players, and human rights organizations. That's right. The, gov- the U.S. government itself has gotten involved in this, people. That's a lot. Yeah. Blizzard has finally addressed why it's sus- it suspended and revoked prize money from a Hearthstone player to express support for Hong Kong protesters last weekend. My, my, my. Blizzard, Blizzard, Blizzard. And they're part of Activision, and Activision is just fucking up all over the place. They are. You see, they, they can't afford this kind of uh, shit they can't right, right now. now. Not right now, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with the whole Diablo and Mortal uh, debacle, everyone knows they were trying to get that China money, and now... <laughs> get that they, China money. <laughs> yeah, that China money. And this is like another example of that, but this time it's like, okay, now you kind of went a bit too far, but some people have to learn the hard way. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's it's ridiculous, uh, and um, I, I'm just like, why? Why? I I understand, uh, you know, uh, trying to trying to appease your investors and stuff like that, but um. You know, I, I don't. I don't think day, it should. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think it should come at the price of uh, uh, somebody's freedom of speech. Like we, like we argue that they're a private enter. They're they're a private entity and all that other stuff. And we understand that. But uh, this this does come down to a freedom of speech type of thing, and I, I don't like it. So yeah. uh, this says here: this statement attributed to Blizzard Entertainment, Blizzard Entertainment President J. Allen Brack says it will return the prize money to the player, but it makes clear that it sticks by its decision to ban him for supporting Hong Kong protesters, and that it will do so to the same and uh, do so to do the same. Thank you to any players or shoutcasters who do the same in the future. The letter addressed none of the concerns raised earlier uh, Friday by digital rights or digital rights organizations. Uh, access now which said in no certain terms that Blizzard's censorship of uh, Chung, uh, known as Blitz Chung, uh, is an international human rights issue. I wouldn't go that far. Well, it's another it's another country, so it kind of is. But the yeah. problem is, is that right now the government is actually looking at the gaming industry as a whole. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, now it's like, okay. It's like, because right now, they see, here's the problem. The government has been looking for ways to really worm their way into the industry to affect it in a ser- in a serious manner. And, you know, with all the, you know, all the douchey things these companies do, you know, throughout the years, everything's coming th- going to a head and this whole gambling thing, you know, it's like, yeah. okay, now the, you know, now the government's like, okay, you know, we're getting like people supporting us here. It's like, you know, this is like a government's wet dream and, and like something like this. And we know about the, uh, the tension between the U.S. and China right now. Uh, I don't. I don't think there's much tension. I, th- I think they got us by the short and curlies. But 
Oh, they, oh, they got, and we, and we, and we don't like it. You know, you know, you know, the U.S. Man, it's like, yeah, you know, we're supposed to be top dog or nothing, and you know that tension right here. So I'm not surprised that something like this has escalated to even the U.S. government is starting to get involved on this, and this is gonna be like one, literally one more bullet in the chamber. And if Blizzard doesn't freaking swallow its pride and fix this quickly, get ready, buckle up, buckaroos. Yeah, no, actually, you know, the, thing, like, the, the more you're seeing it, the more it's making sense that uh, the U.S. government does want to have a finger in this pie. Exactly. By, and, and by making this a human rights issue, by, because Blizzard is an American, uh, an American company, so they are subject to whatever the fuck the American government wants to do. And I think they just can't afford this right now. And, you know, and, and they're fucking up for the industry for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. fuck this, man. This is, oh, man. This is getting nuts. You, and the worst part is, folks, it's not over. No, it isn't. So, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see... When people think like you know this gonna be another video game crash, it's like it's not gonna be like the last one where the industry just stops. It's gonna be it's gonna be like where everything's like night like I guess the video game equivalent of nineteen eighty four where everything's regulated. Ooh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. for those of, for those of you who are not uh, old enough to remember in nineteen eighty four, uh, the first I guess the ESRB ratings were kind of enforced because uh, the, before that there was no. Uh, there was no standards and practices or censorship for video games. Anybody could make anything they wanted. In fact, if you go back farther, far enough, uh, the Angry Video Gamer did a, uh, a video about this. Uh, there's actually a pornographic Atari games. Mm, oh, yeah. Anybody could literally make anything. It was just so much crap. And, and it was bad. And then you had the, the novel 1984 or the movie, if you want the abridged version. Novels better, George Orwell. Oh, 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 yeah, no, yeah, no doubt. I think and... the third time this comes up in the conversation of the podcast that I've been involved in. <laughs> and you know, and you know, like seriously, people, like I said, this, 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 this is the upcoming video game crash. Uh, like I said, it could be like a complete ending, but it's going to be like 1984. It's like you know, everything's going to be regulated. Like I said, like I mean, and the government, they're just itching. Sometimes battles, I mean, the government has been itching for this for a while, and people, you have to remember, sometimes battles or wars are won by inches. And yeah. trust me, this is an inch crawl. You may yeah. not see it, but it's creeping. It's a coming like the blob. But yeah, no, this is, and, and it just keeps getting worse. Like, And the reason it's getting worse, and we're going to move on to the next story here, is because uh, Activision caved to everybody canceling their goddamn pre-orders and actually debut, is debuting Spec Ops across the board. Now, for for those of you who listened a couple of weeks ago or last week, uh, we were all saying, eh, what the fuck, whatever, it's Spec Ops, nobody plays Spec Ops. Apparently, we were all fucking wrong, and Spec Ops has a very active and live community. And mm -hmm. a lot of people were outraged. So, and they did this very quietly. Like, I, I, like, <laughs> I was looking at this, this was a, uh, yeah, this was just something from Sony. Uh, but like, if we, I was trying to find it. Hold on. 
Alright, just a sec, folks. I know you guys love the sound of my typing keyboard. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, let's see here. This was literally just a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they, they recanted their whole stance. Uh, PlayStation 4 is not getting any kind of... Uh, 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 day one advantage or anything like that. It, it, it's just they're they're now releasing it across the board, and they caved. And I think that's just fucking funny. What do you think, man? Oh yeah, you know I said it before. Like you know, there uh, each company has franchises. That's like their cornerstones. Like they can't they can't really get rid of these or really fuck it up in any significant way. Otherwise, they'd be in serious in trouble. And with Activision, Call of Duty is that franchise. And seeing this backlash, it's apparent. Like, no, like, you know, you, you know, you screw people with Call of Duty before, but people uh, people have a threshold. And now, so basically, I think what Sony's is pretty much gonna do is like, you know, it's like, well, okay, no refunds. Money already exchanged hands. <laughs> you really think, think that cut that cut and dry? I think that's what I think that's what the case was. It's like so it's like, you know, it's like you know, it's like, you know, exclusivity and all that stuff and all of a sudden nope, that's it. Yeah, oh no, no, that's right. No. Sony I think would have to uh get their try to get their money back, I guess. Yeah, because I mean like yeah. they're they I mean they did I have no idea what um what what deal they worked out. And that's actually kind of what we were talking about a little while ago. Uh, you know, like, what deal they worked out or what fucking, you know, content-exclusive bullshit they have with Sony and why they've had it for so long. And, uh, you know, it's just... It's really? ridiculous. Yeah, here we go. Finally, here we go. I found one. Uh, okay, hold on. Well, while he's doing that, folks, but basically... You know, I mean, it's it's exclusivity, you know, like come to our console and play it. I mean, this is really nothing new. It's, you know, it's literally the name of the game, you know, console exclusivity. I mean, heck, I remember back in the uh, Super Nintendo Genesis games, like, you know, like games will be released that have the same title, but there could be like completely different uh, games altogether, like Exo Squad. Like on the Genesis, I think it was like a rail shooter. And on the Super Super Nintendo, it was like some like some other type of game. It was it was like weird, you know. So this isn't really anything new. It's just one of those, you know. It's just one of those you you're taking out in a completely game mode. I mean, people didn't really mind maps, I guess, all that much. I, mean, I guess they minded, but there wasn't that much of a fuss because you know they're maps and and the time exclusivity wasn't that long, like maybe like a month or something. But yeah. uh. You know, but and I don't think it would have been that much of a backlash if it wasn't like a whole year. Like by the time it's available, the next Call of Duty is coming out. There it is. I think that's you know, Found I think it. that's what really shot them in the foot. If it was like a week to a month, they would have been outraged, but probably not as much outrage. Something they could weather, but one year to the point where where it's rendered obsolete. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, completely uh, obsolete. Not 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 just obsolete, completely obsolete. Because let's yeah. not let's not forget that uh, these fucking games come in waves. 
Mm -hmm. So let's take a look at this. Uh, go ahead and read that. And this is from the official blog.activision.com. <clears throat> Available on all platforms, when Modern Warfare launches on October 25th, one of the series' most beloved game modes is back. Reimagined in a collection of exp uh, expansive interconnected operations against a new and encroaching threat. Players will assemble into strike teams of four to execute multi-phase objectives, which together will advance the overarching story of modern warfare. So interesting. This is actually going to be part. This is not a separate. Uh, yeah, this is This is what uh, that's what I'm loving right there. Available on all platforms when Modern Warfare launches on October 25th. And uh, they've they've not addressed it. They have not said sorry. They have not said, oh, by the way, we changed our mind. No, it's just, oh, it's, it's available for everyone. It's cool. Well, do you want to talk about why that happened? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'll uh, tell you, dudes. I, I'm curious. I said I said it last podcast, and I'll say it. I'll say it again. I wonder how much the social media people make. Uh, <laughs> you mean I, my stupid I, I, cat I, meme? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing because they're the ones that have to deal with the shitstorm. Yep. Basically, they're, they're you know they're pretty much the toilets. I wonder how much they make. I honestly do, because I I hope it's enough to like to, to afford their own manor or something. Uh, I, I, they have to. They have to get paid a, a, a decent wage because putting up with as much shit as we give them, and I'm saying we as a collective, not just me and DJ. Uh, like it, it's it's a lot. Uh, but let's get into some spoopy stuff here. Doom Eternal has been delayed from November to March of 2020, and uh, Bethesda has announced that uh, id Software and them have decided to delay the game in order to live. To liven up what to live up to our standards of speed and polish. The studio acknowledges this may be disappointing to fans, but believes that Doom Eternal will be worth the extra weight. Um, oh boy! And they have new modes as well: invasion mode. Um, what's 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 the other ones? Uh, <laughs> that's it. That's <laughs> that's the only oh, one they yeah. list. <laughs> new <laughs> mode: invasion. Anything else? No. Plus. <laughs> so, we'll see where this goes. I mean, Doom was one of my first uh, gaming experiences back when Doom 95, uh, when it was uh, the most, it is still, by the way, technically the most shared and installed video game of all time is Doom 95. Uh, I remember... I remember, I remember playing, uh, I don't remember if it was Doom 1 or Doom 2, I was playing with a best friend of mine, uh, Richard, and uh, we were playing co-op back when this was just the modem days, and uh, I was like all in, I was gung-ho, I went in, I started trying to do the mission by myself, and the whole fucking time, Richard is sitting at the spawn, and he's just typing out the events, and he's just writing a little book in the in the chat. Meanwhile, I'm dying over and over again, <laughs> and screaming for him to help me. But instead, he's just writing a little novel about what's going on in Doom. And that, believe it or not, that actually kind of uh, that actually inspired me to write. So, <laughs> Richard, what are you doing? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm writing your memoirs. Like, here's a little help. Or, right, or should I say your eulogy? <laughs> yeah, no shit, dude. <laughs> That's and actually that- pretty. <laughs> I, you know, I love Doom, but it's it's a weird thing for me because Doom kind of started my whole gaming motion sickness thing. Really? Yeah, like that's actually how I started. Like, I used to play Doom like all the time, like all the time. You know, I was playing with a friend. Like we didn't have like it was like before moments. It was like uh, we like we would hook up computers, right, hook, right, right. Hook up, yeah, computers together. It was like three of us, like me, uh, um, his, uh, his friend, my friend, and his dad. And uh, really cool guy too is that. But we would we would play and we, we were going through the levels. We we're going through the levels. And like the thing is, like we had like this weird competition where, like, we would go through the levels, but if we see each other, we would kill each other like immediately. There's like like, like there can only be one survivor <laughs> per, per level. It's like it was it was so weird. But you know, in the middle of uh, you know, cause like you know, like one time where like. I was killing them. I was like, I, I killed them both. I was like, yeah. I was like, yo, I'm the survivor. I had like 10% health left. And then all, in the middle of like celebrating, it's like, yeah. And also I just felt like just like this, just like break within me. I was like, what the heck? Then all of a sudden I started getting sick. Oh, no. Yeah. And I was like playing. I, like, I couldn't concentrate because I was like all nauseated. Like, what's going on here? And it was... Well, let's just say I never won another game that day. I, I can imagine. No, that that sucks, man. Uh, for those of you who do not know, yeah, um, yeah, Deej has a, a motion sickness issue with first-person games, which is funny because he's actually really good at first-person games, but he can't play them for very long. Yeah, it's like, the thing is, like, yeah, the, the problem is, like, I have to build up a tolerance to it. Like, at first, it's like, oh, it's bad, it's bad, but I have to, like, continue playing, give myself a break, continue playing, they go back and play, and like after a while I'll build up a resistance to it and, and to the point where it won't even bother me at all. And depending on the game, it could take anywhere from like like a couple of hours to maybe like two days. The longest time I uh, the, the, the longest time I actually had to build up a, a resistance where I had to continue playing a game was actually uh, Destiny 2. Like it was that bad. Like I got like in like 15 minutes of actually playing the game and I was like, oh my gosh, I got a freaking uh I gotta stop. With every other game, like Call of Duty, it could take me like about a good hour before it starts affecting me. I can feel it coming, but Destiny just hit me like a ton of bricks. Well, you know, Destiny sucks. So, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm not saying that just to keep the the the, the meme alive here. No, I, I truly believe that Destiny was a terrible fucking game. Uh, we'll get into that some other time, though. Uh, so, that's yeah, a whole episode. I mean. In what does next gen mean for Nintendo? I mean, we could go into this, but I kind of want to talk about a subject. So we're going to skip this one and go into uh, this one, which is Ubisoft animated series. Plans include tween-friendly revamp of Watch Dogs, one of the bloodiest and strangest games they've ever put out. Hack uh, the world. Hack the world, bro. Uh, so let me see here. Ubisoft is developing new cartoon shows based on its video games, including Watch Dogs and Far Cry Blood Dragon. <laughs> Blood Cry, Far Cry Blood Dragon, really? Uh, while the games are rated M, the show adaptation will be aimed at younger viewers, and so will carry teamers themes. Blood Dragon is literally just about revenge and murder. 
Yeah, in 80s style. In the 80s neon style. Yeah, I remember correctly. Uh, Okay. Watch Dogs, I can kind of see. Because it's more emphasis on the hacking. Yeah. But Far Cry. Like, like, come on. Like, you play a guy hunting, uh, like, hunting basically a group of people in bloody ways. I mean, seriously, people, like, play, like, play, like, Far Cry, like, any of the Far Cry with just a knife. And you what, tell me that's freaking rated teen. What's his name? Uh, Rex something? Hold on a sec. Keep, keep talking. Hold on. You know, it's just like one of those crazy things. Now, Blood Dragon, if I remember correctly, the whole 80 thing, like it, it, it did have a uh, a comedic feel to it. I, 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 I am not going to lie, but... Rex Power Cult. <laughs> I mean, the only way I'll actually watch this, if Michael, wasn't it? Michael Bean, I think his name is? Michael, yeah, Bean? Is I think it is it? Bean, yeah. Yeah, if he actually plays as the protagonist... You know his voice and everything. I will actually watch that because I me, mean, he do it's Michael Bean on the on the cover right there. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, uh, for those of you, that's Hicks, by the way. So you know Hicks, uh, Reese from Terminator One. He was he was Kyle Reese, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, this game is so ridiculous. It's so over the top. It's so bloody. It's so ridiculous. You pin people with with to the wall with ninja stars. Yes, I know they're called shurikens. I don't give a fuck. They're ninja stars, man. I was born in the 80s. Blow me. So, uh... Look at, oh, my God. Look at that. I think... Do you think that's what fan they're going art. for? Is that fan art? Yeah, yeah that's gotta be fan art. Uh, it might I be. I mean... Uh, or or maybe not. Who knows? But look at Interesting. that. So, that might be the vibe they're going for. Kind of like this He-Man looking thing. Yeah, He-Man slash Terminator type of thing and so, so was, like i said it, it, so it, i guess it can work i mean it's not like it's impossible i mean look at rambo you know like shoot especially like you know some of one, one actually one bloodier a, movies that's a, that, that that's actually a fantastic point look at rambo keep going with that i like that yeah you know like one of the, especially like first blood like holy crap we're just a rambo franchise but it didn't make it into a Saturday morning car, uh, car, cartoon show back in the 80s. But it was kind of weird. But it's not impossible, but it's just... Especially, I mean, like I said, I mean, 80s had more balls. And you compare <laughs> that to like nowadays, where it's like everything's like, oh, I must be protected because they're little angels. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's why it's like weird. I mean, like I said, it's not impossible, but... Like I said, it's just odd. Watch Dogs is a bit better, but Fire Kai is not exactly known for its, you know, hand-holding. Yeah, no, so I, I can't find it. I can't track it down. Uh, but anyways, uh, it's, it's, that is actually a fantastic point, and, and therefore I have to reconsider my stance on it. Uh, Rambo was made into a kid's cartoon in the 80s. It had, a, what, two seasons? I think it was. Uh, yeah, probably. I got it. Let's see. Uh, Check that out. Uh, but I mean, if um, if that can if that can be made into a cartoon, like literally one of the bloodiest, uh, you know, fucking, <laughs> uh, yeah, two seasons. Uh, so yeah, if it could be made into the, the, the one of the bloodiest fucking, uh, 
series to ever hit film could be made into a a, a literal goddamn uh you know family friendly uh uh you, you know uh, thing of the week like yeah it can it, it, it can happen for blood cry so i mean for blood dragon so I don't know, like, it's, it's it's a weird place to be at because of, yeah, how, how DJ said, the whole censorship thing of, uh, oh, we must think of the children, think of the children, and fuck all that bullshit. Uh, so, yeah... I, I don't. I don't know, man. But let's uh, let's talk about video games. What is what is a what is a horror video game that is so scary, or something that gets gets under your skin that you just can't play it, or you can't you can't finish it. Uh. Oh well, no, I finished those. But it definitely got under my skin. God dang, Resident Evil Two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, like, like I said, I mean, it, it, like I said, it, it got on a scan. Like, there are a few games I do want to try out that I'm kind of building up to it. But Resident Evil 2 is the thing that came to mind. I mean, I finished them. You know, yeah. I finished them in spades, but, you know, both old and the uh, remake. Kicking and but, screaming. You know, and of course, like I said, it's been past six weeks, so spoilers, but G fucking freaks me the fuck out because it's. You know, because like I said, I mean, when I first saw it when I was a kid, you know, first saw him because I mean, I looked at that, I was looking at his transformations, and it's like, my God, like it seems so random. Like, what the fuck is that shit? Like, growing an extra head, and the other one's still there. Like, why is that eyeball on his fucking shoulder? You know, it was like so weird. It's like, you know, it's like I mean, nowadays I know, you know, as an adult, like doing research, like okay, now I know what he was doing. He was actually growing a new body out of the old one. Yeah. But, but you know, but still, like you know, like you know, being like you know, being a kid, like a lot younger, don't know what the hell's going on. It's like it was just so random. It was like just to me, and it was like so you know, freaked me out. And that's what got me because like transformations don't really got me. You know, transformations don't really affect me right. unless they're like, what the fuck? Like the like like the thing. You yeah, know, yeah. Uh, John Carpenter's the thing, especially the original one. It's like you know, it's like clear. You know, what the freaking do. Uh, you know, start his heart, and all of a sudden, like you know, the torso open up to a to a big gigantic mouth with teeth, and, he, and it eats his freaking arms. I was like, okay, we're, we're gonna kill it. Shiver the head. Should be the end of it. Nope. That hair, that head grows spider legs. It starts going all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So there's there's not one that uh, there's not one that you just can't you you can't get through like you can't play. Uh. Not, I haven't I haven't played it yet. Like I said, there's a couple that uh that might be the case like in the future. You know, kind of working myself up to that, but I haven't like saw that one game where I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I can't do it. I'm out. I haven't I haven't experienced that game yet. You know. Right. I mean I mean I, I think I know what yours is. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. You can uh, you, you can uh, say uh, it. I mean I mean, unless you've already finished it, but that would be Alien Isolation. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying so fucking on. Like, like I, I do not have any phobias. Um, I don't have any real fears or anything else like that. The only thing I have is just a weird ick when it comes to xenomorphs. 
Uh, for those of you who don't know what Xenomorphs are, refer to the Aliens franchise. Alien, Aliens, Aliens 3, Alien Resurrection, Colonial Marines, uh, fucking, what, what is it? Uh, what's what's this? Uh, Prometheus. An alien. An alien, uh, alien Covenant. Yeah, Covenant, yes. So... Uh, yeah, well, as well and all that stuff. So, so the, the, the xenomorphs give me an ick. I don't know <laughs> what it is. I don't know why it is, but it gets under my skin and it just fucking icks me. So, uh, Alien Isolation. It, it. Oh God, I don't know why. I can't. Like, it's so hard for me to play that game. And uh, if you're listening to this and you want to see me play that game on stream, please let us know. Uh, that is something I will do for you guys. I will subject myself to that. <laughs> <laughs> I have tried oh, to stream it. Nice. Yeah, I have tried to stream it twice before. Literally like two years apart because I just... <laughs> I, I just couldn't do it. It dicked me. But, I mean... Like, <laughs> uh, like, before that, I'd have to say like Silent Hill 2. You know what I mean? That one got under my skin mm. real good. Yeah, that yeah, that was a good one. Like uh, the red room kind of thing that happened in the game. Like, ugh, just no, no, thank you. <laughs> and I remember, yeah, it's true. I remember playing that with my cousin John, and we were all in my mom's house, and we were all sitting around in the den, and it was like kind of like a sleepover, and uh, we were playing it, and it, it had the red room. The red room scene happened. And uh, we had a partial power outage in the house. One of the breakers blew. So the red, yeah, as soon as the red room thing happens, boom, break, breakers blew. Half the lights in the half the lights in the house turn off. My cousin threw the controller, <laughs> crawled into bed, and was like, "All right, guys, I'm going to sleep." The fucking <laughs> Fuck you! I'm telling you, yeah. What timing? What fucking perfect timing? It was it was just fucking beautiful. Uh, <laughs> but it, it freaked us all out, right? I mean, he was the only one who literally just dropped the controller, threw the controller. I don't remember which one, and just crawled right the fuck to bed. Just, do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Just right there. <laughs> Oh, so God, and I, and I love playing horror games. Uh, I'm working through Resident Evil Biohazard or Resident Evil Seven. Uh, that's oh, another yeah. one I have a lot of screams with, and I have a lot of fun with, and I can stream that one as well. Uh, so if you want to hear, yeah. <laughs> huh? One game actually that would have probably had would have caught me to stop. Maybe would have been Silent Hills. You know, like yeah. uh, because I mean, I play it, I beat it, but. That one was hard. I was like, oh my god. Silent Hills PT. Yeah, PT basically is like, oh my god. Like, you know, how do I get out of this goddamn house? Did you see the article that said that, uh, uh, what's your name is always right behind you? Uh, I think so. I think I did see that, but. (laughs) Like I said, dude, I think I kind kind of blocked that out of my memory. I was like, done. I'm done. <laughs> I was like, save me, Redis. Uh, uh, yeah, right yeah, here. Honestly, right here. This uh, this this hack confirms you're always being followed. Yeah, right here. Yeah, that ma- yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense because uh, yeah, 
yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, that got me. Like, like I was like, oh my gosh. But I just kept thinking, well, honestly, what got me through that is like, it's just a demo. It's just a demo. It's just a demo. This is really short. You could do this, but it was hard. It, it it took me that demo took me three days. So do you wanna do you wanna go ahead and uh No, we're good. Yeah, we're watching this. Dude, I will freaking end this no, you're call not. right now. No, you're not. This All is right. for journalism. See you next time, people. <laughs> you get back here. This is for journalism. No, I, I'm, I'm leaving, dude. <laughs> you have your warning. I will leave. That's, oh, I, can, I can do the game. It, I, I can do this show. By, I can do the show by myself. This is okay, this is something right, that's actually yourself, really cool, though. Yo, you want to see it? Knock yourself out. So apparently, the ghost in Silent Hills PT attaches to the player's back as soon as you get the flashlight. So yeah. this person, Lance McDonald at ManFightDragon on Twitter, uh, demonstrates that you can see some strange shadows. Then he locks the camera in place and walks forward, showing. How she's always there following you. So if you want to look away, that's fine. If you want to take off your headphones, that's fine. But I'm playing With this pleasure. clip. Knock yourself out. So, alright. There he is. He's walking down the hallway. Uh, He's got the flashlight. So it's, it's, it's just really... This game was so fucking eerie and it was so groundbreaking. And it's a shame that it was cancelled. Because this could have been... This could have been what we needed... Uh, for this generation to live on. So there he pauses the video. And I believe he hacks it. And then launches it. And there she is. There she is right behind him. Oh that's so fucking nuts. Though she's literally right behind him. Like on his back. Like the, the, the character that Norman Reedus you're supposed to be is invisible to the camera because it's a first person perspective but she's literally attached to the oh that's nuts ah! so yeah if you want to look that up that's from september 8th 2019 uh lance mcdonald at man fight dragon so uh yeah really cool really cool shit I think uh I think DJ's crying in the corner. Did he actually leave me? I think he left me. No, nah, he's still here. <laughs> uh, I'm back. Yeah, did you finish uh, crying? No, heck no. I got myself a sandwich. Uh that was really cool though. You you should have seen that. Yeah, I'm good. Alright, so let's dead that. <laughs> move on so when we uh we had a we had a specific subject for movies and that is vampire movies good ones bad ones what is considered a vampire movie but i don't think we're gonna get that philosophical mainly we just kind of want to shit on twilight and praise blade so uh let's uh i don't know like what 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 uh what movies were you bringing in because you're the one that we we talked about this but i asked you to bring some some examples for us so we could discuss them do you have a what examples do you have uh, Interview with a Vampire. Should be a no-brainer. Interview with a Vampire was incredible. Oh, yeah. It, you know, it absolutely was. Uh, That film, my, oh, I mean, it's like... What could, I mean, what could be said that hasn't already been said? That quite, film... Quite fucking literally, right? Right? 
you know, that film is literally one of my all-time favorite films. Like, if I see another version of a of that film, I usually buy it. Yeah, like something new. Mm. Yeah, like it, it perfectly acted, perfectly uh, written, uh, perfectly done. Uh, honestly, I don't. I, I can't think of any flaws. I know a lot of people have a problem with Lestat and the way he was portrayed, but I really, really, really enjoyed Lestat's performance in the movie as opposed to the book. You know, I'm so glad they ignored uh, the author's, you know, whining about Lestat being too short. He's too short to be Lestat. No. No. Who the fuck cares about his height? Is he imposing? Is he threatening? Is he scary? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Truth be told, the fact that he, he is what he is he actually makes it a bit more intimidating. He's a surprise. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm so glad they ignored that. They, you know, Tom Cruise was the right the right guy to cast in that role, and I'm so glad they ignored it. They ignored her, and uh, and, and because of that, we literally got what many consider like the definitive vampire movie. Quite literally, the definitive vampire movie, according to a lot of people. Not I. I wouldn't I mean, go. I wouldn't go that far, but I'm going to say that it's one of. Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, according to according to a lot of people. Yeah, no, and, and you know, like, uh, for for those of you who are looking for an example of why uh, Tom Cruise's list thought was better uh, than 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 the book, uh, in the book during the during the prostitute scene in New Orleans where they put her in the coffin. Uh, Lestat is cold and calm, and he's he's just toying with her, and that's fucking boring. It's like ooh, another scary vampire dude toying with the victim. Ooh, in the movie, Lestat is animated, and he's cruel, and he's mocking her, and it's it's this whole level of just. Toy, it's a cat toying with a mouse before it kills it. Yeah. <laughs> in the in the Blame book, it comes off so oogie boogie boogie, like it's so fucking terrible. You've read the book, right? I know you've read yeah. the fucking book. Oh yeah, like so. Am I, I am I wrong so. about this scene, or am I right? No, you're not wrong. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, the elements were there, you know, but you had to use your imagination to fill in the blanks. But I think they captured, I think, what the book was trying to tell very well. But, oh, yeah, like, after I saw the movie, like, a year later, I went out and bought the book and read the book. And, like I said, I mean, the book is good. The book is very good. I just don't, but, I just don't like how, how boring Lestat is in it. Like, Louis, the, Louis almost translated page for page, image for image to the screen, almost. The biggest mm-hmm. change came in Lestat, but... I'm honestly grateful that we got the performance we did from Tom Cruise. Because, honestly, exactly. the book Lestat was just so fucking stereotypical. Yeah. You know, I, I hate to say it, but yeah, yeah. You know, it's a, you know, it's a sad reality. And like I said, I mean, Tom Cruise, you know, that drive to prove, you know, to prove her wrong and to prove the doubters wrong. And I think he knocked it out of the ballpark. Oh, I think it was. I think it was fucking gorgeous. I mean, I, I just think it was beautiful. Like, like th- this movie is responsible for my love of uh, sympathy for the devil from the Rolling Stones. So, mm. well, what's the what's the next one? Because yeah, we agree that the interview is just incredible. Oh yeah, uh, Blade. Uh, Blade is another one. 
You know what? You know what's funny is I did I did the intro with the whole Wesley Snipes thing completely by accident, and I forgot we were talking about this. <laughs> yeah, you did. So, Blade, <laughs> since you mentioned it up, uh, mentioned it earlier. Uh, v- vampire movie I have difficulty with. Um, well, it's one of those you know action more type of deals, kind of like. Oh, vampires! Raw, you know we're you know we're the monsters, but I mean I guess as a pure vampire movie, yeah, you know that is doubtful. Yeah, it doesn't quite it doesn't but, quite meet the standards of a of a of a of a full on vampire movie. But I tell you what, though, you never gave a fuck. Yeah, you I mean you <laughs> knew what it was? A you know what? Just strap yourself in for the ride. No, we're gonna we're here to see Wesley Snipes. Beat vampire ass, clap some vampire cheeks. Uh, fucking uh, uh, Frost, one of my favorite villains of all time. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like it's like it's so weird, right? Because when you look at this movie, almost no one's a good guy. Not even Blade. No, it's like, wait, are you robbing him? How do you think we fund this little organization? We're not exactly the March of Dimes. Yeah, yeah. There is just there's evil. There's just slightly less evil. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, There's evil. Then there's well, he's not that bad. Uh, like I can, there's evil. And I I can work with this evil. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's so fucking strange that uh, <laughs> that you know, um, um, yeah. Like like nobody's good in that movie. The only person who's even somewhat of an innocent victim are are the two doctors. They get wrapped up in the whole thing. Yeah, the the, the hematologist yeah. and the mm-hmm. the guy that she was dating at the hospital. That's it. Those are the only two. Like somewhat, it somewhat innocent victims. Mm-hmm. So it's it's, a, it's such a weird dichotomy to look at them. Like when you di- when you dive just slightly below the surface of that movie, there's just so much more there, and it's so cool. Um, so vampire uh, movie, not quite. Do we give a fuck? Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, okay, what's the next and, uh, one? Uh, let me in. Oh, let the right one in. Well, no, like, well, no. There, there, there was that one, and there was like this, this, this. Let me in, you know, the little girl and the kid. Yeah, let the right one in. That's the correct title. It's a, it's a Serbian or or a, or a Russian film. I think well, you're talking about the did. American one. Well, I guess the American one. I guess. Yeah, because watch. Cause, let me just. Because uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking at it it's like there's two, there's two different films. So. No, it's just, it's just a remake. Uh, one's in English, one's not. So, like, let me see. Uh, yeah, see? Let the right one in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, two different and films. This, so. this movie. Man, well, no. The, you know what? I had completely forgotten about this movie. Um, well, wait, wait, wait. Go back up and just type in Let Me In because, you know, that that's a full adult there. No, that, that's, that's a little girl. Yeah. Yeah, this is the one that was remade two years later. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same fucking movie. Uh, there's just one scene that's in the Russian one that's not in the American one, and that's when they show a certain piece of, of nudity. Uh, but we're not going to go into that. 
But yeah, I hadn't I had completely forgotten about this movie and that that's a good call. Um Jesus fuck. Um like oh god, how do we even begin with this movie? You've seen it, right? Yeah, I saw it. Help me out here. Troopy, it's 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 kind of weird. It's like um, it's I mean it's like it's so different from your typical vampire movies. It's kind of like taking, I guess, a uh, you know, a vampire's you know life or existence, and like I guess you've seen it from the victim's point of view. Because usually with vampire movies, you see from the vampire's point of view. This is more from the, I guess, well, okay, okay, victim, I guess, is kind of a loose term in this. I, I'd say but, this is this is a de-glamorization. Yeah, a de-glamorization and a, and a different point of view. Like, what, what was it like when you, when you when you see it from the other side, on the other side of the, uh, the fence? You know, you see it from the cattle's point of view. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of saying it. Yeah, god damn it. This 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 is a really good call, brother. Really, really good call. Because this movie is extraordinarily complicated. Like like for those of you who are just thinking it's another vampire movie, it is not. It involves a bullied little boy. It involves uh some really god, really violent stuff towards uh towards the end, right? Mm-hmm. Um Oh God, and it's it's so toned down in the American one. The, the, if you want to watch the correct one, watch Let the Right One In. It is uh, unabashedly violent in in some of the parts. Uh, it, oh man, I just I don't want to spoil anything, like because it is so fucking good. Like this movie is so fucking good, uh, and I cannot sing its praises enough. Now, does it qualify as a vampire movie? Absolutely. Goddamn, Lutely. I think this is one of the best ones. What do you think? Oh, no doubt. Yeah, like, no doubt. Like, if people um, if people ask me, like, you know, what's a good vampire movie? Interview with a vampire, let me in. Like, if you see no other vampire movies, that's just, like, pure vampire, watch those two movies. Yeah. But I would suggest watching uh, Interview first <laughs> to, get a more, to get a more feel of what, what vampires are. Because with Let Me In, you kind of know what she is. At least the audience knows. There's, there's, it, it, it does, it does play with the identity a lot. Like uh, exactly, exactly. You know, so I, so I would recommend like interview first. You know, get yourself a situation to the, you know, van- what vampires are proper, and then like Let Me In. You know, so so you know because it'll really expand, <laughs> expand, and like perhaps even rethink what you know about vampires. Yeah, this movie's fucked. But in such a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we we highly recommend. I I personally recommend let the right one in, not the American version. The American version for me was just a little bit toned down, a little bit too toned down for what for the shock that needed to happen, especially in the pool scene. And, I, oh right, right. Yeah, right. you know what I'm talking about. The pool scene is so much more graphic in in the Russian title. Uh, yeah, and in another scene that doesn't happen in the American one that happens in the Russian one. And again, that involves a certain piece of nudity, but we're not going to talk about that. So yeah. what's the next one? 
well, like I said, I mean, we think, uh, you and I think, is going to be a little bit overrated, but a lot of people love it. Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> Case in point for uh, for uh, Dead Man. God, I hate this fucking movie. <laughs> now, do not get me wrong. Do not get me wrong. I loved everybody involved in this. This is Gary Oldman, Winona Ryder, Anthony Hopkins, Keanu Reeves. Uh, Carrie Ells, uh, Billy Campbell, Tom Waits was in this, fucking Monica Bellucci. There was a, this is an all-star fucking cast. Why do I hate this fucking movie so much? Because it's so over-fucking-rated. Oh my goodness, I guess we found Dead Man's Titanic. One of them. <laughs> I mean, okay, like, come on, help me out here. Well, okay, so the reason it's so overhyped and, you know, it, 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 it's painted as this weird romance thing and it's something we're all supposed to look at like, oh, well, Dracula wasn't love and whatever, this and that, but it's not that at all. It's not that at all. It, it, it's, it's, it's a terrible fucking telling of a book that was already bad. Like yeah, for uh, yeah, I'm I'm saying it. I'm saying it. I've read the fucking book. It's not that goddamn good. Oh man, it is. It is average, at best. And honestly, like the way they told this, the way they told this fucking movie, and the 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 the, the scenes, and the very the very out of order way they told it is what actually what hurt it the most. Had they just gone from A to B, like oh here's what happened in the past. Here's what's happening now. Would have been okay. But no, they had to go like the book, go back and fucking forth. And in a book, it works. In in film, unless you're fucking Tarantino, it's hard to pull off. And this one was a mess. Not to mention the goddamn bestiality scene. Oh, yeah. Man, Why you forgot that, that was in, in the there. Movie? Yeah, huh? I mean, it was, it was one of those, why is this here? Literally, like, what the, what purpose does this serve the film at all? None. I mean, Jimmy Dracula just has to get his rocks off no matter what. <laughs> and why? Why did he have to be a wolf? Why? 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 What? 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 Fucking like, if we would have seen like a buff old, like like a buff young, you know, Gary Oldman going at it, like I would have been like, I, I kind of get that he 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 pulled her out and seduced her, whatever, banged her on the fucking thing. But no, he's a big hairy werewolf with his dick stuck at a teenager. Like, get, get, what the fuck? Like, I'm supposed to look at this like one of the best fucking vampire things? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, day. I mean, come on. Help me out here. Don't, don't, yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, mean, I'm out here drowning. Look, yeah, I mean, no, no, no. Like, you know, oh, now you know how I felt when I ran on my rent on Titanic. Yeah, but I agree but, with uh, you. <laughs> you know, true. Yeah, uh, Dracula... The thing is, is that, you know, I mean, I get what they were going for, but there was a lot of unnecessary moments. There, I mean, did we really need old man Dracula for as long as we did? A third of the movie? You know, at least. It was like, why are we focusing on this guy so much? Like, okay, it's like, if you really must have old man Dracula, you know, and show him, like, you know, accumulating this power, getting younger and stronger, you know, like, just make it like... Maybe like 15 minutes, you know, so, because that's not what people wanted to see. You know, we wanted to see Dracula 
full power doing what he does. But I guess they really wanted to show, I guess, more of the more dr- dramatic elements of the character. I don't but know. I don't like, like, it's, like, it's just... I mean, I, I, and I get why people like it. I mean, I understand. But I'm didn't more... help me that, out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, but I'm more a dead man on this one. I think it's overrated a bit. You know, I won't say it's bad, but it's overrated. It's, uh scenes like it's like the beast you know, c- come on people you know seriously like i i don't think i've ever heard anybody who actually tried to defend that scene in, in a successful way the bestiality scene have you no I, i've never no not, no 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 seriously it's like you you so could have cut that out like i said it's too much unnecessary uh too many unnecessary scenes the when he's an old when he's an old man drags and uh, way longer than, yeah, it drags way longer than it should. I mean, everyone does their performance. Everyone does their job, but like I said, it just, it just can't put the pieces together for whatever reason. Yeah, it never coalesces. It never comes together. It, it's so disjointed. It, it, it It's just bad. It's bad. And I'll say it. And also, it does not to be. It does not. It did not need to be two hours long. No, it it really didn't. So let's. Um, I don't know. A, a vampire movie. What do you think? Yes or no? As a vampire movie. Ah. Uh... Serviceable, I guess. I mean, it depends on on the person who's watching it. Like, if they have no idea what a vampire, it's serviceable, loosely. But it's literally one of those you could take or leave it. Yeah, I mean, I, I it the, does it does it essentially meet the criteria for a. Vampire movie, technically, yes. So, therefore, it can be a vampire movie. However, I'm going to say that it's a bad vampire movie and that those of you who want to get into a vampire genre should just fucking skip this one because nobody actually remembers this movie. They just know the hype of it. Like, no, nobody remembers hmm. Titanic. They just remember the fucking hype. Nobody remembers that everybody on that boat was an asshole. And that, that, that Billy Zane is supposed to be the quote-unquote bad guy. He's not the bad guy. He's just slightly more of an asshole than everybody else is. So nobody remembers this fucking movie. They just remember the hype behind it. And it's overrated. And fuck it. What's the next one? Because I'm getting all fucking... <laughs> yeah, getting all kind of hot and bothered under there. Uh, I haven't watched this. Cause I kind of forgot it existed. But what about... Speaking of Dracula, like Dracula Untold... like. I do want to watch it. Untold. Which one's this one? Dracula Untold, like that recent Dracula movie that happened. Oh yeah, I've seen this one. Um, it is not a vampire movie. <laughs> okay. No, it, it's literally not. He literally only becomes a vampire, but even then, it's really loosely defined as what a vampire is supposed to be. Ah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, you are a vampire. No, it is like, you are now the son of the dragon, or this and that. Which is essentially what Dracula means. 
but it's, I mean, it's a cool movie. Like, it is one of these turn your brain off and just have a lot of fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's a cool movie. I recommend it. Uh, it is not, however, um, it is not a vampire movie. Like, it's very misleading because we, you, you spend, I don't want to say like, I don't want to say like too much, but you know, like two thirds of the movie is not about vampires. So I it's not a vampire movie. I can't call it a vampire movie. It's a fun movie. I recommend it, but that's about it. All right. I got two more here. All right. Uh, What's the next one? 30 days of night. 30 days your <laughs> nightmare you're absolutely your absolute worst nightmare alright vampires discover Alaska hey Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> there's a place out there where it's 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 night for 30 days hey <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's that's essentially the movie, guys. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Vampire realize, hey, buffet. <laughs> Come back to us. Like, focus, <laughs> focus, dead man, focus. That's literally the movie. Well, come on! Does it meet the dead man? Come back to us. Does it meet the criteria? Oh, oh my god! <laughs> that's literally the movie. That's the that's it. That's yes. the whole insummation. That's it. Uh, does like is it a vampire movie? This is more like a monster movie. I can't say it's a vampire movie. It has none of the classic like like I guess we haven't actually set the precedent. Of what a vampire movie is or isn't. Uh, let's talk about that real quick before we go into 30 Days of Night and why it's not. So, uh, the seduction thing is big in most vampire movies. Uh, the, 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 the use of power or the use of supernatural forces to, to drive people to do what they want. That has to be at least somewhat in there. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be prominent, but it has to be at least somewhat in there. Um... Number two, uh, their appearance, of course, like we said, Blade is not technically a vampire movie, but it kind of is. Uh, even uh, Let the Right One In has a certain image to it, has a certain visual to it, and, and in that makes it very much so one of the best vampire movies out there. Uh, and lastly, a, a good story. Like, honestly, you, you, you can tell... You can tell vampire stuff day in and day out, but unless you actually make the story compelling or make the story, uh, you know, based around what a vampire is supposed to be doing in these situations, it fails miserably. Which is why, again, Let the Right One In is so important in these vampire talks. is because you have a very, very compelling story. You want to know more. The same thing with... Uh, um, interview like you want to know more you want to go further into this world because you have a really good story so that's it right there that's what makes a good vampire movie or that's what makes a vampire movie 30 days of night i can't consider a vampire movie because they don't have any prominence with any kind of supernatural power this is this is more of a monster movie 
especially considered uh, that um, the, 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 the original guy that wrote it wrote it to be a monster movie, that vampires were not going to be, uh, you know, the, the, Lust, the Louis and Lestat type, that he wanted them to be an apex predator and look more like a shark. And that's actually on film. Like he actually did these interviews and said that. So, I mean, I can't consider it a monster. I, I can't consider it a vampire movie. What about you? I can I can understand that. And yeah, I mean, it's true. Like you can literally replace these vampires with literally anything. Literally, would have been just it just been uh, be just as effective. Yeah. So okay, Thirty Days of Night, good. Uh, you know, monster movie. Not but a vampire not, movie. Not quite the vampire movie. Okay. And my last one of like potential good vampire list is either the original or the remake, whichever one, but uh Fright Night. Ooh. Um let's bring up both. Have you seen the remake? Yes. Okay, so we got a we got a bit of a story here. Uh, <laughs> let's all right, let's just get the first one out of the way here. Um yes, totally Totally, totally a vampire movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, has a lot of cool, campy tropes to it. Has a has a weird amount of gore, like a weird body gore that happens in this movie. Yeah, especially at the end, it was like so weird. <laughs> you know, you know the scenes I'm talking about. Uh, I think I, I think I believe so. The stairs. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, the stage. There you yeah. go. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> sorry, folks. We do that to not give any spoilers. Like, like we were, we're very weird about this kind of stuff. But, yeah, Fright Night 1985, written and directed by Tom Holland, not Spider Man. Um, <laughs> starring some big names uh, for the time, which is Chris Sarandon, who played Dandridge, uh, William Ragsdale, who was Charlie, uh, Amanda Beers, Roddy McDowell. And, uh, you know, Arch Stevens, Stuart Stern, like really, really big names for the time. So, like, for, for the time, oh, Stephen Jeffries, this guy was huge in the 80s. Uh, yeah, and yeah, Roddy was. McDowell, of course, playing Peter Vincent, the, uh, <laughs> the uh, Vincent Price knockoff, <laughs> which I think was one of the funniest fucking things ever. Um, uh, so yeah, classic vampire movie, very cool vampire movie, a lot of combat between, uh, vampires and, and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Charlie. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh God, it's, it's so good. And it's, and it's good for a good creep. If you want to, if you're into 80s horror stuff, yeah. like, so yeah. yeah, I'd have to say good. I'd have to say, yeah, classic vampire movie. What, what, I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I do. It's like you know, it's it's like literally like you know, uh, if you like eighties stuff, you know, it's, it's I mean, not just a vampire movie, but just like if you like eighties films, it's like one of those eighties films you have to see. It's I mean, requisite. You have to see. Yeah, no, totally requisite. Like, like if you if you say you're an eighties kid and you don't fucking you you haven't seen Fright Night, what are you doing? And yes, yeah. it has it has sequels. Ignore the sequels. So let's talk about the remake, though, with the uh, with our boy Colin Farrell and my boy fucking uh, David Tennant here, who plays the the remake of Peter Vincent, uh, who instead of being a Vincent Price knockoff, is a uh, Chris Angel knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, rest in peace, Antoine Yelchin, who plays Charlie. 
Oh man. Yeah, forget about that, huh? Dave Franco yeah, also plays Mark. Uh, Christopher Mintz, uh, Plaz actually plays Ed, which I forgot about. He's actually really cool. They had a, they had also they also had a, a, a couple of big stars in here: David Tennant, Colin Farrell, Antoine Elchin. Um, so this one updates the original story, and I really like this remake. Like I have a soft spot for for remakes, but I, I think that's been mistaken for that. I, I have a soft spot for good remakes. Is this is this the same classic vampire story? Uh, story, yes. Is yeah, it, it's core. It is. Yeah, no, it's the exact same story. I just think I I I really did like this this remake. And before I go into it, what do you what are your thoughts on this? Go ahead. Colin Farrell, do more of these. <laughs> That's pretty much my, uh, and I told it to Devin when after I first saw that, you know, Colin Farrell, make more of these types of films because it just works. I mean, you didn't think it was going to work, but honestly, he kind of fit the role like a glove. Yeah. It, it, it was, it, it, I mean, it had you engaged. I mean, to be told, like, when you look at the premise, you know, you look at, uh, look at, you know, the type of movie it's going to be, you know, like I said, I mean, being an A's kid, you know, watching it. I mean, I was curious to see how it was gonna take, and I wouldn't mind seeing a, you know, seeing a remake if it works, and I think this will work, you know, work out. And uh, and you don't think you know, you don't really think much of it until you start watching it, and then you and before you know it, you're engrossed. It's like you have, you want to know what happens next. Yeah, they pump up everything in the remake. They pump up the violence. They they pump up uh, what happens in the characters. They they actually play more of a convincing. Uh, I, I'd say a more convincing version of themselves in the remake than they do in the original, because in the original you're along for the ride, and this one you become a little bit more invested. And there's certain little things that happen in the new in, in the remake that didn't happen in the original that I thought was really cool, like uh, the doorway scene. Remember at the back door? Uh, yeah, I think I forgot that one with the beer, where he's 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 uh, he's offering him the beer. Oh right, right. It's like, oh yeah, it's like you know, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's like yeah, there's a little tension, you know, and yeah, like and you know, that's what, tension. Yeah, right. And like you know, and that's when the you know Carl Fell character, like I said, you know, spoiler, it's been the past six weeks, but Carl Fell character is like you know, and like gets that first hand. It's like you might know more than you're letting on, aren't you? Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's like because like it's like it, it's like one of those movies where it's like the tension at first is like. Are they gonna figure it out? And once they figure it out, the tension is okay. When is the vampire gonna catch on that this kid knows more than he's telling? It's it's God. I mean, it's surprisingly good. It's like it's one of those surprise hits. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It's it's really really good. Yeah, and it, that, that, it's, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead to finish up. You know, you know, it's way better than you know than you probably initially believe. Like, trust me, it's like one of those diamond in the rough type of deals. Yeah, don't don't let the whole fear of remakes ruin this for you. Um, there, there is there, there, the, and like I said, they play such a better version of themselves. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. uh, they 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 play a lot deeper, uh, like a much much deeper in the remake than they do in the original. They they play yeah. with the is he not a vampire? Is he a vampire? Like they yeah. they play it a lot better in the remake. I like how the vampire is actually smarter here. Very much so, yeah. You know, it's like because the thing is, like you, you know, because 
a lot of people will probably expect like, oh, he's just a vampire, he's a monster. No, he is you no, know, not just like some typical run of the mill like raw. No, he he strategizes. He you know he has a plan. He uh he he adapts. And he's intelligent. Them, yeah. You know, he he knows what he's doing. Like you see those centuries of experience piling on in this film. It's like, no, this guy is not running a mill at all. You know, if you're expecting to listen to like like uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer or uh, like Thirty Days of Night, you're not going to get it. You are not going to get it with. You're not going to get it here. I mean, sometimes it can, they, they kind of they try to go with that, but even when they go with the raw raw moments. You know there's still intelligence behind those eyes. Yeah, it's not the it's not the raw raw moments that get you in this movie. It's actually the cat and mouse aspect mm-hmm. that's actually really fucking cool. So, um, Twilight is not a goddamn vampire movie, and Twilight can burn in hell. So, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, let's see. Um, Joker is a movie for people who want to blame everybody else. According to GQ uh, Life Yahoo Lifestyle, what? <laughs> That's right. It's not my fault. It's everyone else's fault. All right. Let's see here. Um, oh man. Okay. Um, all right. The irony of Joker's climax is that its most interesting idea has nothing to do with Flex journey towards becoming the Joker. Instead, it's the film's running thread about a slow-simmering class war that's finally started to boil over. The Gotham City of Phillips film is on the verge of breakdown at the start of the movie, only in need of the slightest push before descending into chaos. So, okay, hold on a second. I'm going to... You still haven't seen this movie, huh? No, no, not yet. All right, hold on a sec here. All right, so I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to find out where where exactly yeah. they're they're. You know, we get to get to the point of the article. Yeah, where, you know, like everyone else but yourself, or something like that. Or it's like, hey, you know, it's like, hey, you know, Joker's a blueprint for I can do whatever I want. <laughs> Or something like that. I don't know. I mean, that might, that might be what what what, uh, what the article is going going for. But from that title, that's what it sounds like. I don't. They never make the point. <laughs> uh, it could be clickbait. This is absolutely clickbait. Hold on a second. Well, like, I'm trying to go through this article, folks. Like we, we try to give actual reactions. Uh, that's kind of like what we what we strive to do on this show. Uh, so we don't always read the articles ahead of time, so that way we can have something fresh for you guys and an actual take on things instead of just, oh, we read this three days ago. Here's what we thought of it three days ago. Like we we try to get you actual reactions. Um. So I'm 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 going through this. And I'm trying to find exactly where the where the 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 the, the thing here happens. Hold on a sec, because I'm just like, oh, just a moment. Yeah, okay, I'm still recording. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I would hope so. Yeah. Um. Yeah. God damn it, man! Uh, this is so. Uh, but yeah, I mean, from from, from what we're seeing, it's pretty much uh. You know, the author's just pretty much talking about the movie. Not really giving the uh, 
reason of why he would make that claim. Joker is a movie for for people who wants to blame everyone else. Interesting. Yeah, this I is mean, just no. This is just no, no, no. They don't make the point. They they they're literally just reviewing the fucking movie. Joker is a movie who for people who want to blame everybody's no dickhead. It's not. Uh, Joker is a very deep delve into a character. It is a deep dive. It is a very, very deep fucking movie about character, about mental health, about the way people are treated, about a lot of fucking things. And no, Gotham has never been the shining star in the hill. There, as we said, like last week's show or the show before that, Gotham, especially portrayed in the comic books, has always been a raucous piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, imagine this. I mean, you really think, I mean, people, like, if you really think that Gotham the shiny star, then the shiny star wouldn't need a guy dressed up as a bat to defend it. Who goes around and beats I mean, up mentally ill people, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I said it before and I'll say it again, honestly. It's like, people are like, so shocked, like, oh, wait, what is this? What is this? Like, and I tell everybody, it's like, no, like, this film is not, like, for, for almost, like, for most part, comics and movies and films and all that stuff, you see it from the outsider's point of view. You're seeing the Joker from Batman's point of view. I could, I could, I, I could understand the argument, like uh, you know, seeing it from Batman's point of view. But honestly, you're seeing a, you're seeing what happens and why the Joker becomes the Joker. Well, at least oh, in exactly. this instance. But oh yeah, exactly. You know, oh, yeah, exactly. Man. You're seeing like an origin story. You know, I think you're also seeing like Batman's take on the Joker. Like when everyone's like, everyone else like, but like no, but when you're in the thick of it. Because, you know, a person who's, like, outside looking in, you know, they see it from a different point of view than the person who's actually experienced it firsthand. And yeah. and this is why I always say that, you know, this is, I think this is, like, from Batman's point of view. It's like, you know, the rest of you see this as, you know, foray and fun and all this stuff. But Batman, who actually, who literally has to know this guy inside and out to stop him. Yeah. It's a, it's a really complicated movie, and for them to use this title, fuck you, Joshua Rivera, fuck you, GQ, for putting this out. Um, this is just a fucking movie review, and it has nothing to do with uh, blame. Because uh, honestly, uh, like I said, there's certain there's certain things in this movie that stick to the lore. And I cannot go into details because it has not been six weeks. <coughs> Excuse me. And and DJ hasn't seen it. But, uh, no, fuck this. No, 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 no. This is very, this is an incredible movie. And I hope it really does go up for Best Picture. And right now there's actually a lot of people protesting the idea that it's being considered for the Oscars. But let's not forget that The Shape of Water two years ago was about a merman fucking a deaf woman. <laughs> I never heard described like that, but am I wrong? In basic terms, you're not wrong. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we get right down to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, fuck you, fuck that article, and fuck these assholes. If you don't understand the movie, just say you don't fucking understand it, and I can, un and I can get with that. But no, fuck you. 
let's get on to some music news here. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson? 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 Michael Jackson. Well, I can't do it. Michael Jackson musical should stay away from Broadway. Thank you. What the fuck? <laughs> My mouth just stopped working. I was like, no, don't want to do it. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Uh, producers of the new Michael Jackson musical said Thursday that they are being brazenly moving forward uh, with their misguided Broadway show. Despite the tidal wave of controversy caused by the recent HBO documentary, uh, documentary Leaving Neverland. And by the way, fuck Leaving Neverland. Um, ah, yes, that one. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> once again. Dude. So once again, they're 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 they're, they're basing off of this, all this controversy off a fucking documentary that has been that has already been proven time and time again to be fake. It is fucking fake. Nothing. All, all of this bullshit has been disproven. And once yeah, again, all the accusations. Yeah, yeah. All the accusations has been it's been pretty much disproven and fake. But God, dang, they just. They just keep, jeez. And go ahead and tell them who to go to to get all that information. Uh, yeah, want to make that a little bit bigger. Uh, raise your fist if you ever want to see the compelling oh. argument for uh, why and and why it's all fake. Go look at our homie Raise Your Fist on YouTube. He del he has I think at least seven to eight hours defending Michael Jackson vehemently, intelligently, and with facts, which is what we like. Yeah, and I think is he in uh yeah yeah dang it I forgot about Razor Fist but yeah and uh and the thing is that he posts these facts uh on the video and you can actually look it up yourself like so even if you don't take his word for it see for yourself like it's uh there's story after story there's you know there's you know there's interviews, documents, like there, there's so much evidence disproving that BS of uh, the whole allegations. But my gosh, they just can't. These people just—they're freaking parasites. They are parasites, and fuck them, and fuck the documentary. And um, if, if 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 the if the Broadway show is well, well written, then um, I see no reason that they should not go forward with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, if um, if you're basing your opinion off of that fucking documentary, Leaving Neverland, uh, you need to seriously reevaluate that. You need to go watch. Uh, you need to go watch. Um. Uh, you need to go watch. Razor Fist. Razor Fist. Thank you. Uh, I, for some reason, I, I blanked. <laughs> <laughs> Razored your mind. Uh yeah, uh raise a fist. I mean, heck, like you know, or just you know, or just you know, check it out. Like, there's interviews, there's uh, inter uh interviews, there's uh, audio, uh, you know, there's audio talks, there's there's you know, them there's them admitting that half of the shit is fake. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, I mean, there's accounts, there's. I mean, heck, I mean, they even had the guy like or one of the guys was the same guy that did the accusations. Yeah, they, they they even have him on freaking uh, audio, saying tape, it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, on tape, say pretty much saying, oh yeah, you know we're gonna screw this guy, I'm gonna get a lot of money. They 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 pretty much have it. They they have it. They have audio evidence of this guy literally uh, telling uh, I forgot who he was talking to. Him saying, yeah, we're screwing with this guy. I'm getting I'm getting money one way or another. I'm gonna get paid. That's basically what he was saying. It's like people, like it's right there. What 
what more do they have to do for you to freaking understand? You have to beat like you have to beat you senses with it. Yeah, so we'll go ahead and read this, and we'll comment a little bit more on this uh, this part right here. Oh man! Normally, producing a Broadway musical is a way to make money and to encourage art. But continuing with the Jackson musical produced by none other than the Jackson estate is nothing more than a stubborn crusade against men. Is that what it says? Men? Yeah. <laughs> against men. Interesting. Nothing more than a stubborn crusade against men who say that uh, who say their lives have been destroyed by its main character. It will make audience cringe. You know what? No, nah, I'm done with this. Done with this. No. Yeah, no. this is just fuck stupid. you in the fucking neck. Johnny, whatever, the Oleg, Oleg Sinski from the New York Post. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. All right, no, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. I'm done with this. You're a piece of shit. This was not a fucking... This was not an article about the goddamn musical. This is an article about why Michael Jackson should, should be shunned. And fuck you for that, you piece of shit. I'm, I I I don't mean to get heated, but I I don't I don't I fucking hate when it's like oh well we're gonna talk about the the the, the Broadway musical no instead I got you to click on this article and now I'm gonna tell you why Michael Jackson sucks and why this musical sucks and why they both suck together like fuck you dude fuck you yeah yeah I couldn't agree more it's no yeah no screw that fuck that guy I'm done um. <laughs> this one's about Prince. Uh, people celebrates the life of and music of Prince in a special edition. Um, I don't really know. Let's see. Hold on a sec. Uh, it's a 96-page book. Features rare photos and remembrance from his friends, including producer Jimmy Jam, who were closely with Prince and knew him since childhood. So, really cool remembrance. Um, I guess go pick it up. Oh yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I enjoy I enjoy Prince's work. I mean, he was definitely he definitely stood out as, uh, I guess, unique in the, uh, during his era. I'd say unique, yeah. You know, so like I said, I mean, so if you're ever interested in Prince, you know what? Check this out because you know he's an artist that that will definitely grab your attention if you allow. He'll definitely grab your attention. I'm sure, he did some weird stuff like. Like oh my gosh! Like I still I still get a chuckle when I think of his introduction of his new name. You know the artist formerly known as Prince. Remember that whole spiel? Yeah, no, like he's he's now a symbol. <laughs> like like I I remember when that happened, and that was all just like okay, question: How do I pronounce that? You know, <laughs> you know, I feel like you know, I, I feel like I have a question. I uh, can I see your driver's license? Yeah. <laughs> You know, or something like that. <laughs> I, just, I just need a, I need a little confirmation here, homie. Uh, so, anyways, you know, go like, go check it out. People. Which part's the first name? Which part's the last name? Or is it <laughs> the and then the artist? <laughs> Uh, like I said, people, it's no disrespect to the man, but no. I'm sorry. Like that name and the introduction was just, it's just hilarious to me. All right. Apparently, this is uh, something by Quartzly or Quartzy. The good old days. Psychology tells us why older me older people don't enjoy music. However, I've already read something that completely fucked this entire article. This is uh, he's talking about his father not liking modern music. But if you really read here, this is not a scientific study. 
this is just literally one guy's opinion. So we're going to be skipping this one. I'm sorry. If he came out with, you know, studies and he came out with, uh, you know, oh, we have surveys, polls, studies, something. He's like, no, my background as a psychologist has given me insights into this puzzle. <laughs> Fuck yourself. <laughs> no, I'm. Just, I, I can't. I can't take somebody who's like, who's like, oh, by the way, you should, you should read this article and take my opinion on it instead of presenting us with facts and, and polls and, and data and all that other shit. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that maybe it's an editorial, but it does not say it's an editorial. So whatever. And that's the show, folks. Let's go ahead and dead that and start wrapping it up. So, uh, <laughs> uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, what, what, what is one of your favorite, like, Halloween songs? Mm, this is Halloween, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, come on. You can do better than that. <laughs> Oogie Boogie. I've heard you actually sing that, and I liked it a lot. Uh, yeah. It's a good song. What can I say? But uh, go ahead and tell them about the merch. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you need good stuff, if you need t-shirts, if you need socks, if you need mug, if you need phone cases, if you need pillows, go to the store. But if you want a good having this stuff, then come by our store, the Video Entertainment Network. VTN, we have merchandise. That's right. But how can you get this awesome brand merchandise? Tell well, me. not a problem. Oh, yo, absolutely. Absolutely, dead man. It is at www.teespring.com forward slash shop forward slash VT network. That is right. We have it all. We have t-shirts again. We have ladies t-shirts. We have stickers. My goodness, we have stickers. Do you know other places that have stickers? Yes, you do. But we have <laughs> stickers too. So by all means, people, that is www.teespring.com forward slash shop, forward slash VT Network, heralded by the Magic Squirrel Network. Seriously, you guys rock. And there's a, there's a, it is hoodie, it is hoodie season. So uh, we have a lot of hoodies available up to 5XL, and that'll fit even DJ's ego. So trust us, get over there, buy some stuff. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, though, go to VT Network 2 on both Facebook and Twitter. That is the number 2 on Facebook and Twitter. And you can yell at us, you can tweet at us, you can give us suggestions. Let us know if you want us, if you want us to stream this month some spooky Yuki games, let us know. Uh, to get it to email us, in case social media isn't your thing, that is VTNetwork84 at gmail.com. So drop us a line. We're looking forward to hearing from all of you. Um, <clears throat> thank you. Uh, we want to say thank you to the Magic Squirrel Network for picking us up, for giving us this, uh, this platform and this opportunity. Thank you to Paul Schroyer. Thank you to Juice in the Morning. Uh, thank you to uh, our friend BJ, who listens to our show every now and again, but always gives me good feedback. Um, and thank you all for listening. We're going to be going out to uh, a bit. I don't know. Like I, I, I want to say it's a costume song. It's a bit, it's a bit Halloween-ish, but, uh, we'll, we'll do it just for, uh, <laughs> just for this one time. We usually don't go out to songs, but we're going to go out to this song. So, um, this is not, you deserve an Oscar. Now, that's is, horrifying. <laughs> I wanted to, I really wanted to, but I'm not going to do it. So, uh. 
Tell them what we're going to be listening to and say goodnight, DJ. We are be li- we'll be listening to Prince Bat Dance. Yep. And goodnight, DJ. Goodnight to me. God, I love this music video. How many how many how many songs do you have on the Batman soundtrack? Because mm-hmm. I'm seeing this one, I'm seeing Party Man, I'm seeing a couple of other ones here, but Dropping an F on there? I think he is. Yeah. Go, go, go with a smile. God, this is so strange. Nothing only Prince can pull off. kills me is that it does remind me of like modern music except for like the seriously 80s beat behind it you know what I mean yeah That guy was like, please don't miss. just left his own music video. <laughs> of course he's Prince. Oh god, I forgot about this part. Stop the press. Who is 
If I was on acid, I'd be having a great time. I just like the sound. Yeah. I don't even know what the fuck I'm looking at. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think I've had about as much as I can handle. What about you? Yeah, I'm good. Alright, folks. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. We, we tried to stick it out, but that's just too fucking weird. Alright, folks. Thank you very much for tuning in again. Have a good one. We'll see you next week. Indeed. Kumate, and welcome to Van Dam and Jean-Claude, a monthly Jean-Claude Van Dam movie review podcast hosted by myself, Paul Schroyer. Join me as we talk about Jean-Claude Van Damme's movies, starting with his first movie and ending with whatever's going to be his last. We talk about everything Jean-Claude Van Damme, including how many splits did he do? Do you see his butt? And, does he save a woman from being sexually assaulted? Released the first Saturday of every month, join me over at the Magic Squirrel Network. Or, anywhere else that you listen to your favorite podcast. Kumite.